0: An absolute day of hoops headlines. We've got a buzzer beater winner. We've got a new commit, and we've got a new coach on the horizon. Lots to talk about at Locked On Golden Gophers. You are Locked On Golden Gophers. No matter what we're going to do here, we're just going to keep rowing. Your daily podcast on the Minnesota Uh, Golden Gophers. Whatever it turns out, we're just going to keep rowing. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We're just going to keep rowing, keep rowing, and keep rowing. You're listening to Locked On Golden Gophers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. My name's Kane Rob, host of the podcast, former collegiate football video coordinator and recruiting assistant, here to talk Golden Gophers with you each and every day of the week, Monday through Friday. It's Friday. It's my day. We got to talk some Gophers hoops, so be sure to hit subscribe so you never miss a detail when it comes to Gophers Daily Sports. And we've got a lot to talk about today. Today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel Sportbook, official sports book of Locked On. Make every moment more. Visit fanduel.com slash Locked to get started today. Now, like I said, tons of hoops news. We got to start off with the men's basketball team in a thrilling late game victory at the buzzer. I mean, you can't write a storybook ending to a game quite like that one, but I have something to admit. Gophers fans, this was the first game of the year that I have missed when it has come to at least watching the game. Now, I try to attend the games in person with the other media members out there in the media section, but I can't make them all. I've got things to do as well in my day job and other things. So even if I can't make it to the game, I always try to catch it on television. But this was the first game I have missed all season. And you look at the result especially after the losing streak we've experienced. And now I'm to the point where I'm like, am I the problem? Is it me? It can't be just me who feels that way. But either way, the Gophers got a win on their way to closing out this season, this year, this tough streak going for the Gophers. Now the Gophers men have secured their first win since January 12th in dramatic fashion. Look, I'm not trying to hang a banner off of a second conference victory by any stretch, but man, it is about time Minnesota got back into that win column. So we're going to appreciate it, enjoy it, and take a quick moral victory as we hopefully head to another one at the barn on Sunday. Now, there's three positives about this. They got the monkey off their back. The losing streak is over for now, and hopefully we can continue to build momentum to end the season this year. But number two, they won in dramatic fashion. I mean, who doesn't love a game-winning buzzer beater from being out as a kid in the driveway, counting it down? Three, two, one, oh, hit him with the no. Everybody loves to see a buzzer beater, so to see it happen in the first week of games in March with the Golden Gophers, an unexpected team to get a victory, but they send Rutgers home with a loss at the buzzer with J-Mo hitting a three, and just the absolute joy from the team of getting back into that win column alone was something great to see witness and even see the replay of the third thing that is definitely a positive from this is that they have knocked out another conference rival out of the tournament. Now, it's not guaranteed, but it does look that way we might have been able to take Rutgers out of being a potential NCAA tournament team and I mean, if you can't if you can't be in the tournament and you have nothing else to play for in this season, then why not play spoiler? Why not knock out other teams so that way, you know what? You have something, a little chip on your shoulder, a little extra swagger that, yeah, we weren't there, but you weren't either. So it looks like the Gophers might have done that with the Rutgers team with this win, Uh, Now, hopefully we can triple that sentiment with the Badgers coming up as well and taking them out this Sunday. I think that would more than secure that as well. So there's still a massive amount that absolutely needs to be addressed with the men's basketball team this offseason. And if Dennis Evans is truly out, which it appears he is, then that likely means that we're going to have at least one major transfer coming in, maybe multiple depending on who stays on the roster. So we'll have that. Coverage and more thoughts on the whole thing as we get into the offseason, of course, in this game, though, against Rutgers, there were three players in double figures when it came to scoring, of course, Dawson Garcia, of course, Jameson Battle, and then Pharrell Payne got another double digit game in the scoring column, as well as a double double on the board, 15 points, 10 rebounds, and in the four of his last six games, he has finished with double digits in points. You can see it slowly coming together. You can see the aggressiveness, the physicality, the understanding on the court is all coming along, and that is exactly what you want to see from the freshman to end the year. So Pharrell Payne is closing it out on a high note, hopefully continues to do that in these last few games. Now, When it comes to the next opponent, we know Wisconsin is on deck next at home, but after that, there are three teams we could end up playing in the Big Ten tournament, and here are the scenarios. Now, there are eight different ways it could go down with the last game of the season for many Big Ten schools, and looking at those results across all eight potential pathways— it looks like most likely Penn State will get the 10th seed, which means they'll get the second round by or a bye to the second round, and that means Wisconsin and Nebraska are likely to play Ohio State and the Gophers. But who will play which seed? That's the biggest question. So, in those eight potential ways that this thing could go, six out of the eight result in Penn State getting that second round bye. Now, there is one chance in which they could get 11th or 12th. And there is one singular chance that Wisconsin can get the buy. There's one singular chance that Nebraska can get the buy. Now, the way Nebraska can get the buy is that they need a Penn State loss, a Wisconsin win, and a Nebraska win due to the tiebreakers and things of that sort, that would allow Nebraska to finish at the 10 seed, Wisconsin as the 11th seed, and Penn State as the 12th seed. Now, the only way Wisconsin can get that second round by is a little bit different. It's Penn State has to lose, Wisconsin wins, and Nebraska loses. So basically, they need the other two to lose, and they win, and then they handle that business. So as long as Minnesota beats Wisconsin, Wisconsin is headed to Weekling Wednesday, as well in the tournament and you know what i think gophers fans can all agree there that we would absolutely love to see that happen so go take care of it at home otherwise it is most likely a three out of the eight scenarios in which wisconsin gets the 11th seed or a four out of the eight scenarios in which they get the 12th seed so More The greatest odds Wisconsin has is getting the 12 seed. The greatest odds that Nebraska had is is getting the 11 seed, and the greatest odds for Penn State is getting the 10 seed, which means Minnesota is likely going to take on Nebraska, but there is a chance that it could be Wisconsin. So That is what we will be talking about as we learn more on Sunday and we head to the big tournament next week, and we'll be sure to cover that here at Locked On Golden Gophers. But we're not going to talk about the men's basketball team on the floor anymore, but we are going to talk about the latest commit coming up next. First, a word from our friends over at FanDuel who bring you this show. Definitely be sure to go to FanDuel.com to take advantage of a no sweat first bet. What that means is you place a bet and you win, look, you won, congratulations, you got some winnings. But if you lose, you are still a winner and have up to a thousand dollars in bonus bets potentially on your plate, depending on how you do so look definitely head on over to fanduel.com slash locked on take advantage of the no sweat first bet with up to one thousand dollars back in bonus bets and keep an eye on the big 10 conference tournament odds because those will be dropping soon i'm sure as we wrap up this conference play now it all wraps up on march 5th which is sunday so we'll know sooner or later what the odds odds are for these big 10 teams to win the big 10 tournament and i am guaranteeing you there will be one or two seeds in there that look like they could absolutely be a steal in the numbers game when it comes to the odds of winning that tournament so be sure to be posted be sure to get that discount no sweat first bet at fanduel.com slash locked on i'll see you there Golden Gopher fans, thank you so much for listening to Locked On Golden Gophers, making us your first listen when it comes to Gophers Daily Sports. And today we are talking about the commit to the men's basketball program, the first commit of the 2024 class and a Minnesota native coming to officially make that decision to commit to the Gophers yesterday. So we had a game-winning buzzer beater. We had a commit officially of the 2024 class, and we got to jump in. At least we have some positive news with this men's hoops team in what has been a struggle over the last few weeks. Now, not only did the Gophers win on the court, but they won off the court with this landing. They got a guard, a standout guard in that, Isaac Asuma of Cherry, Minnesota, officially committed to play for the Gophers and is the first player of the 2024 class. Now, while some fans continue to raise their torches and rage war, we're just going to take it a day at a time here at Lockdown Golden Gophers. Yes, there are a ton of improvements that need to be made ASAP, but you can take this small victory. You can take this small victory that we got to commit. And not only is that commit a talented player who has shown it every year of his high school career, not just as an upperclassman, but as a freshman, as a sophomore, as a junior. And I am sure he will as a senior as well but he is addressing a positional need that is desperate for the Gophers. All the fans have been hooting and hollering, clamoring for some guard play. And that is what Isaac Asuma is a point guard. He is the number two player in the state of Minnesota when it comes to the 2024 class and He is the number 18 point guard in the country as it goes for the 2024 class right now. Player number 132 overall, right on the border of that four-star, three-star status right now. He's currently at the three-star, but don't be surprised if he hits this AAU circuit this senior year and you see him start to bump up because he is a very talented player that is right there on the cusp of getting that extra earned respect when it comes to the basketball rankings. Oh yeah, and did I mention He can score. Not only is he a facilitator, not only can he ball handle, but he is a scorer at that point guard position. Now, as a junior, he's been averaging 20 points a game, eight and a half rebounds a game, and six assists per game. But he was getting it done as a sophomore and a freshman, like I said, in that scoring. In fact, he scored at a higher cap in his sophomore and freshman seasons. He's been more holistic in his game in his junior year. But as a sophomore, he was getting 27 points a game. And as a freshman, he was getting 25 points. Once again, Now, when Ryan James over at 247 talked to Isaac Asuma, he definitely asked what was the area of improvement that he is looking towards as he continues to go in his senior year in the AAU season and on. And the focus for him in the improvement to look for over the summer is defense and shooting. Now, he said over to Ryan James, I think I definitely need to become a better shooter and defender like right away. And I love the acknowledgement there because he understands. He said, if you want to make an instant impact, you have to defend. If somebody is playing really good defense, it's hard to take them off the floor. And I 1000% sponsor that message. 100% concur definitely a true statement if you can play it and get it done on the defensive side of the floor that is going to get you more opportunities on the court to shine on the other end as well it is hard to take a good defender off the floor especially with what coach johnson has said he wants to do he wants to be a heavily defensive focused team so if Isaac Kasuma can get out there and be an absolute staunch defender, then he is going to find himself on the floor, plain and simple. So I love that he at least can acknowledge that and see that already as a junior in high school who is looking to prep as he officially committed, knowing what he needs to do to try and get some playtime. Now, I know that there's still going to be pessimistic fans out there that are talking about, look, he's not going to stay here. He's not going to play for the Gophers if Ben Johnson's still here he literally said to 247 sports, I know that they're struggling this year. I know the results and the way the program is headed and the vision that coach Ben Johnson has for the future is something that he wants to be a part of. And that was a major reason why he made his choice. So don't get too upset about it all. Let it play out day by day. I mean, we can't we can't make the decisions. You can't make it. I can't make it. We can't go and fire anybody. We can't go and hire anybody. So let's just take what we got. We got to commit. We got to commit that we needed at the point guard spot. And hopefully we will get to say see him play in the barn and have that place going nuts again, with hopefully some winning going on in the near future. But things do have to change. So, hopefully, we'll maybe see some adjustments on the assistance. Maybe we'll see some adjustments on what the offensive play style is. We got to see changes in those departments. So, hopefully, we can see a bounce back in some victories moving forward in the years to come. Now, like I said, those two things happened. Big news for the men's basketball team, but there was some major news for the women's basketball team as well. And that includes coach Lindsey Whalen resigning from the position. And that is what we are going to dive into coming up next. All right, Gophers fans, we had a buzzer beater winner, we had a new commit, and now we've got some more negative news on the side of coaching. As Coach Whalen officially agrees to resign from the head coaching position. And I was shocked to say the least. Now, yes, I understand, I get it, the record hasn't been good, especially the last three years. But also, let's take a look at the sport itself. Women's hoops. Look, when you are a contender, a winner in a high quality program in the women's hoops right now, typically you have, and especially in the Big Ten, you have a team that is dominated by experience and upperclassmen and also some younger star talent to work with that experience in the production and then to become those experienced players and have more younger handful of star players coming in. That is how the big programs sustain, uh, sustain success. And so you pair one or two t- young, talented players to a group of core experienced veteran girls out there on the floor. And typically you are having some of the most competitive teams in the nation when it comes to girls basketball. Now, you, you say that. You understand that part of women's basketball, and then you look at what happened to the Gophers last season, where they had their rab- roster absolutely obliterated, only returned three players, none of which were upperclassmen, and they lost more, if not all of those vets to the chaos of the transfer portal. Only three sophomores remained. Well, actually, it was two sophomores and a redshirt freshman, and they were Basically, the people expected to lead the charge. And in Rose Misha's case and Katie Buckets, aka or Katie Buckets is what I like to call her flat out, but it's Katie Borwich, they definitely took on that leadership role. They were very vocal from the media days all the way through the season on trying to be better leaders and trying to be staples within this program. So you have those two with complete buy-in. Really, Maggie Zanano, the other sophomore, also with the complete buy-in. They were three of the players that saw the majority top six minutes in the season this year. And you pair that with the most highly recruited freshman class in program history. And not only does that happen, but you don't get to see all of these freshmen, because one goes down with a full year injury, season ending injury, and then another transfer you have goes down to a season ending injury. So that's two season ending injuries. One of your best recruiting classes ever in program history, actually the best on top of those three sophomores coming back. And yet you were expecting the team to be immediately successful. That just sounds like Bad predictions, bad projections when it comes to how this Gophers team could be. But what you should be proud of and what you should have seen through it all is the fact that this Gophers team was extremely competitive. They were in a lot of those games. In fact, they lost 10 of their 19 games. So they lost 19 games. I get it. That's not good. But they lost 10 of those 19 games by six points or less. That's two baskets. In some of those, the gap looks bigger than it actually was because of very late game free throws, knowing they were only within a basket, but the time was dwindling and they had to get them on the line and try to make a miss to be able to go and tie the game up. So you're talking about all of that and yet these freshmen live up to the expectations and end up being all over the Big Ten leaderboards. You have a freshman who is a top 12 scorer in the entire conference you have two freshmen or one freshman and one sophomore that were top 10 in the entire conference or rebounding you have two freshmen that were in the top 20 in assists per game one of them being a freshman who was number seven in the entire conference in assists you see all of that and I've had people say oh well how do you call it young talent are you kidding me like come on That is literally just being negative. If you can't look at this roster and see the young core, a core of six players that showed tremendous amounts of talent. Yes, they went 11 and 19 in one of the most experienced conferences in the entire nation in one of the conferences that has some of the most ranked teams in the entire nation, that has a ton of veteran experience, and you threw out six underclassmen playing the top of your minutes, 18 or more minutes, some of them playing 30 minutes a game. And you expected for this team to be a contender from the jump. That just doesn't make sense. And so that's why I was surprised by the coach hire or the coach resign of Lindsey Whalen in the presser. I was there. It didn't really sound as mutual as I had initially thought when I read the initial statement coming out, but we'll see. We're going to be able to hear from Coach Whalen herself when she has the time, but I definitely understand how it could be hard addressing the situation, having so much love for the program, having so much history with the program, being one of the best players ever for the Golden Gophers on top of being the face of Minnesota sports and having such a passion for Minnesota sports. I get it. So I got nothing but love for coach Lindsay Whalen. I am sad to see that she won't be back for the sixth year with this core of girls. And the biggest thing that I have questions on moving forward is can they keep these girls on the roster? knowing the relationship they had with coach Whalen. It was the reason why they wanted to come here. You're talking about four freshmen that wanted to play with her. You had two, three experienced players that stuck around for her. And then you have a transfer from North Carolina state who came from her for her. And then you have f- f- four scholarship freshmen coming in that were expecting to play with coach Whalen. That's tough. That's a lot of shakeup. And, I don't know if everybody will stay. And if they don't, it could be a complete reset again. And for those out there that are like, well, again, they struggled. So how is that any different? You're just being ignorant. You need to look at the entire situation. Because what's the difference? First of all, I need you to go outside, touch some grass, take a deep breath, enjoy life for a moment. Get some puppy therapy, whatever it takes, because that is a ridiculous take. But yes, the record was bad. But bringing in the best recruiting class, building a culture and a bond in the locker room that you can physically see how bad they want it, and pairing that with the production of Big Ten leaders as underclassmen, if you can't see how losing that and what looked to be headed in the right direction when it comes to... Building that foundation, if those four players take a step up in their sophomore years, which most sophomores do take a dramatic leap, but look at Rose Masha. Nine points a game to 14 points a game. Boards, she made a jump up. I believe she was at like four rebounds a game, finished at almost eight rebounds a game was top 20 in both categories in the entire conference, was an absolute force in the inside post, dropped 31 on Penn State in their second game round, and Penn State drew up an entire game plan to try and take Rose out of the game in the Big Ten tournament. Sophomore leaps are a real thing, and to have four of them, well, really three of them, ready to take that on and take a step up and be that foundation and continue to build with another younger class that is coming in right now, the team was in a healthy position looking forward, regardless of the 11-19 and 19 record. So overall, who knows where this goes? We'll definitely keep you posted as we learn more, as we hear more, and hopefully we can take a step in the right direction because this core of girls on this team was one that was for the ages. So we'll see if we get to see them throughout their careers. We'll see what it all happens. It's unfortunate it didn't all work out with Coach Whalen. Coach Whalen is a Minnesota legend, and I wish her nothing but the Met best in her new role moving forward as she ventures on whether she chooses to be in that role for long-term or whether she chooses to do something else. I'm a fan of coach Wayland hands down. Shout out to the other coaches on the staff as well, especially my favorite coach Shimmy. She's got the feet heat with the kicks all the time. So we'll keep you posted on what's going with Lockdown Golden Gophers as we learn more about coaching candidates, player plans, and more. Thank you for listening. That's going to do it for us today. Roll the boat, Skyumash. Go Gophers. I'll see you next time.